Well, this is the inaugural edition of the Penny Pitch Podcast. I am Mike Rags, your host. And, of course, we're going to be talking a lot about cancer services of Northeast Indiana. Now, I want to tell you up front, uh, text PENNY to 46862, and uh, you can help out the cause. Donate whatever you can. That's P-E-N-N-Y to 46862, or go to wowo.com, check out the Penny Pitch page, and you can also join us for our auction and Radiothon coming up Thursday and Friday, the 12th and 13th of December. All our proceeds are going to Cancer Services of Northeast Indiana. And we have in studio today for this podcast, Diane May, the president and CEO of Cancer Services of Northeast Indiana. Diane, thank you for joining us. Good morning, Mike. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're really excited about this. We got off to a great start Thanksgiving with the Comets game. Uh, yes. Everybody uh, auctioning off, uh, actually raffling off those jerseys. It was a fantastic turnout. And uh, we're heading towards uh, our big uh, radiothon, which is fun. Are, now, are you in the phone bank? Are you helping out here? I am. I've been given a, an assignment, but it keeps moving around. So I'll find out what my <laughs> shift is soon. Uh, well, it should be a lot of fun. And we'll talk more about that uh, later on. And all right. So let's I, I kind of how long actually have you been at Cancer Services? That's, well, I've start. been at the organization for 16 years. So now um, what drew you there? What made you go there? You know, um, well, besides the obvious, the cause itself, right? Yeah. The the chance to really be part of a, a community tradition. Right. You know, we talk about what a great community Fort Wayne is, and I sincerely believe that. And organizations like Cancer Services are just evidence of right. it, right? right? So we were founded 75 years ago by people who wanted to help their friends and neighbors who had cancer. Yeah. And it was just that simple. And they figured out a process back then, and we've continued to grow and change and respond to what people need 75th anniversary of the uh cancer services northeast indiana now in an ideal world we don't want you to have a 76th year or maybe turn your attention somewhere else (laughs) um and 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 cancer has affected pretty much i mean you meet anybody in walk of life they've my my mother passed away of cancer um, and we didn't have this type of service she was in uh, northeastern pennsylvania there was nothing like this there but i think what where I like to start is most people, obviously, uh, the treatments and everything that the, the uh, patient has to go through, a lot of people forget how it affects everyone throughout the family beyond the patient. And, and you're there for them, too, just as much as the patient themselves. Absolutely. Um Many times it's the caregiver we interact with more than the patient themselves. And that caregiver can be an adult child. They can be a spouse. They can be a sibling. Um the person that's trying to keep that schedule together, hold the family together, maintain a routine for yeah. the children, get somebody to their appointments, it's really a tough job. And so we understand that, and we have resources and tools and advice to give um, caregivers that I think they find immensely helpful. We're talking with Diane May, the uh, CEO and president of Cancer Services of Northeast Indiana. Is most of the work you do outsourced? Are you there, or are they with you? How does that work? Do you send someone out to the homes or they're coming to your establishment and getting help there? Yeah, mostly they're co- they they come in to our organization the first time to really meet someone and see what there is that's available. And then depending on what um, services and help are most meaningful for them, they may come back, they may um, have phone conversations with folks, we may coordinate things, um, deliveries of hospital beds or volunteers to take people to treatment. Someone may choose to come to one of our classes, Tai Chi or yoga or or come in for a massage. So 
whatever it is that people need, we, we figure that out. If someone is not able to come in, their health doesn't permit or they don't have transportation, right. we will make a home visit. That's a little less less common. Now, uh, how, do, how do most people find out about you? Is that treatment centers when they're there? Their doctors are saying, hey, you know, we can only do so much. Get in touch with cancer services. Is that normally what happens? Well, that certainly happens. But I got to say what's most important is when people hear from a friend or neighbor about our organization. Right. You know, when you're when you're talking with your doctor and they're giving you important information about treatments and your diagnosis and what's coming up, it's an overwhelming time to be sitting in that conversation. So it's those conversations afterwards with the neighbor or the family member or somebody at church who says, hey, you know, I went to cancer services or they helped my sister. My uncle, my dad. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So for us, one of the messages I really want people to hear is if you if you're not sure someone's t- heard about cancer services, tell them. Yeah. And if you're sure that they've heard, tell them anyway, because maybe <laughs> they didn't. Well, just so people know, uh, if they're listening to the podcast and didn't know you've, you you guys existed, uh, how do I just reach out to you right now? The phone number? I mean, Sure. What, yeah. Our phone number is 260-484-9560. And our website is cancer-services.org. All right. Then, and then to, and you can find that through our Penny Pitch page as well at wowo.com. Uh, I also, you know, I have to uh, assume that there are a lot of people out there that don't have a support group, that have this diagnosis, and there's no one to take them to treatment. There's no one to help them around the house. Um, Unfortunately, that probably... It takes up a lot of your resources, right? It does. So um, that's where our client advocates come in. They are the professional staff members who really know how to make those connections. They can step in and be that knowledgeable third-party support system to help people sort out what they need to do. Um, Their experience is terrific. Their um, professional training, they really know what the resources are and help and to help someone walk alongside. And you know, I would imagine, too, you guys get so invested in each patient that when good news comes along, yeah. there's celebrations throughout. I, so what what happens when um, I'm, I'm, I think I overheard there's a bell ringing or something like that that goes on <laughs> at cancer services. When we get remission, when we get gone, what do we what do we do there? Yeah. So people love to come in and share that story. Um, one of my favorite stories is that the um, we had a young woman. She was in her late 20s. Um, her cancer and her treatment had really caused disability. She couldn't do her job anymore. And our advocate worked with her through repeated steps to apply for Social Security disability. And she kept getting denied. And when she finally got that, it it happens that that Social Security office isn't far from our office. And she left that building, came over to celebrate. First place she went is she wanted to celebrate with a client advocate who really helped make that happen. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm sure the stories don't stop there. Cancer Services of Northeast Indiana, they are a recipient, our sole recipient of Penny Pitch uh, 2019. All our proceeds for uh, with the gas the pumping we're doing, the, uh, the Comets game, and, of course, the Radiothon coming up December 12th and 13th, all proceeds going towards this great institution. Now, I, I would imagine, too, that um, no job is too mundane for advocates and the resources there. Is there something like that you can uh, share with us, a story is like, you won't believe it, but we have to do this for people, too. I mean, this is you know a normal, everyday activity you wouldn't think of, but yeah, we're doing this for our patients. Um, 
I think one of the things that comes to mind, so my, my office happens to be on the front of the building. I've got a window into the parking lot. And, and there's something that we've come to, to jokingly, not, not to be disrespectful, called parking lot therapy. Because one of the things that happens is people come in and they think they need one specific thing. And, right. and they get that one specific thing. And, and we're walking out to the parking lot, carrying out the case of nutritional drink or, or walking out with the wheelchair or whatever. And then you start to talk. Mm-hmm. And they really share their story. And so just that everyday experience of being able to share with someone what's happening and how you're feeling. Right. You know, it sounds pretty simple and we think we do that all the time, but to have someone who truly listens with with no other agenda, no other invested, you know, family member kind of thing, but just listens to what people have to say. Means yeah, so much. just basically you need someone to talk to probably more than anything else. Now, is there a checklist? Like somebody walks in, is there a checklist? Hey, are you taking care of ABC and, and and you help them along the way like that? Or is it just basically you get the information from those conversations? Or is there a ABC and D that you, you need to do these things first so you know you've got it covered? So our approach is to really respond to the individual patient. So we, we ask them about their diagnosis and how they're doing, and then we listen to their story. And based on that, we hear and discern certain things that we think might be useful to them. We'll suggest it, but it's the it's the patient's call. Um, they're in they're in control here. Um, we're there to help and walk with them however they want. But we do have some insights that can be helpful people may not have thought of, and so we share those, too. I always ask this, too. Is there a Hall of Fame, too? Like, uh, do you guys do, like, uh, I don't I don't want to say, like, a banquet or a thing, uh, survivors? It, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I am, I assume you keep in touch and share sure. stories and continue to find out how everything's doing. Uh, does it go beyond that? Is there get-togethers? Are you guys uh, in constant contact with people after the fact? So, one of the things that really happens is um, a lot of times survivors get engaged with what we call our Healing Arts Center. Right. So there are programs and classes there, nutrition. People come out of a cancer experience and they say, yeah, I'm going to get healthier, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to eat better. <laughs> I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do all those things that I know I should be doing. And so they come to these classes and, and they meet friends, yeah. right? And they share their story and they encourage each other. So that really happens on the other side of our building, sure. if you will. Sure. So it becomes a community. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder, I I would think, too, that they also want to give back, right? Do they look to volunteer, come back and say, hey, you've done this for me. Now I want to do it for someone else. Yes. I would venture to say probably 75% of our volunteers have been uh, our cancer survivors themselves or um, perhaps a family member is a survivor. They've lost a loved one. So they volunteer at health fairs. They drive people to treatment. They help raise money for for our programs and our services. Um, It's just really an amazing system of support. All right. Obviously, we're going to try to fill your monetary needs. We have uh, the Penny Pitch 2019 Radiothon coming up December 12th and 13th. And you can text Penny now to 46862 if you just want to donate anything you can. Uh, What other needs, what other things can people help out with um, outside of volunteering and money? What other things do, do you guys need? Sure. Um, simple, durable medical equipment, things um, maybe you've had for a, a senior in, y- in your life or your family, um, things like a bedside commode or wheelchairs that you no longer need, a shower bench. We take that sort of equipment. Um, we repair it if necessary, clean it all up, and put it in a rotation for a loan program. Um, we also distribute nutritional drink. We purchase a lot of 
of that every year, but we can also use donated cases. Um, we use incontinence products. We always need um, volunteer help for drivers to take people to treatment. Um, we need wigs. Uh, we provide uh, wigs and hats and head coverings for right. people who've lost their hair. So um, just we have an amazing volunteer coordinator named Holly Duff. Give her a call at 484-9560, and she will find a job that fits your skills. And I know you work with our sister station, too, but the, the wig part of the whole thing uh you almost make that a fun, interchangeable thing with the people that come in. It's not, you know, it's not a depressing moment. It's actually an uplifting moment when you're putting on wigs. It really is. So um, in addition to the the window I have onto the parking lot, the other <laughs> side of my office faces the wig room. And I get the privilege of seeing a woman when she comes out of the wig room and she's got a, a a dance in her step. She's got a smile right. on her face. Confidence again. She's got confidence, right? She yeah. can put a strong face to the community. Women often come in, they're a little hesitant. Um, they're nervous about going into the wig room. They almost never come alone. And they go in with an advocate, close the door, and pretty soon they start to play. Yeah. And they say, I wonder what I'd look like as a redhead, or I always <laughs> wanted to be blonde, or I'd, I'd like to have long hair this time. And it just gives them such an uplift. Um, so it's it's a real benefit. Well, Diane, I really appreciate you coming here and doing this. We'll do a series of these interviews throughout as we get through Penny Pitch uh, 2019. Again, text Penny to 46862, Cancer Services of Northeast Indiana. Again, give that phone number out and then website real quick. 484-9560, and the website is cancer-services.org. Well, I will see you next week in the phone bank over there as we're raising money for our Radiothon, December 12th and 13th. Thank you so much, Diane. Thanks, Mike. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.